Jesus said, And I, if I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. Welcome to the Evangelia Show. Hear life-changing testimonies from our paradise Cook Islands with your host, Mania Clark Mamanu. Welcome back to the Evangelia Show, everyone. I'm really excited to hear the testimony of my next guest, Norma Ngātamariki, 25 years old and recently in the Lord, just under two years ago, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, so welcome to the show. Thank you for sharing your testimony with us today. Thank you for um, inviting me and giving me this opportunity to share just how how good God has been in my life and in the life of my family, really. Amen. Which vaka or pa'inua are you from? Yep, sure. So on my mum's side, I come from the beautiful island of Mangaia. And on my dad's side, I hail from Aizitaki. Um, There's probably a few more in the mix, but those islands I definitely know for sure. Mm. And I grew up um, knowing those two islands more. Um, And I currently live in Whakateo Tonga, so Apatupapa, so yeah. Nice. So where did you grow up and who's your family? Yeah, um, so I was born in Auckland, New Zealand. Um, and I was raised as an only child by my wonderful grandparents, who I call mum and dad. Um, I do have five lovely siblings in New Zealand, um, but I wasn't brought up with them. Um, we, we have a good relationship, though. Uh, so my family and I lived in New Zealand until I was about nine, nine or ten years old. Um, and then my parents made the decision to pack up our entire life, uh, sold our house, and shipped the container over to Raro, and wow. we moved. Yeah, we moved here, and I believe it was mainly because Dad wanted to retire here, um, back in the homeland, because he had spent, oh, I think, over forty years, just under forty years, in New Zealand. So he was ready to come back home. Um, I remember when I was younger. I used to really resent that decision because <laughs> uh, I felt like they were taking me away from everything I knew, like all my friends, you know, my school, and you know, at that age, you think that's the end of the world. Like, it's, sure, it's such a catastrophe. Like, oh, how dare they? But like now that I'm older, and you know, we're in the current situation that we're in, like COVID and stuff. Um, and just all the blessings that have come about from living here, from staying here, I now understand that was one of the best decisions that was ever made for mm. our lives. So, mm. yeah. Um, How did you find adjusting to island life? Oh, I'm not going to lie. It was it was quite an adjustment um, <laughs> at first. Uh, so when I attended primary school here. Um, it, it was different. The The lifestyle was different, especially in school. So <laughs> I've never cleaned a classroom before um, in New Zealand. And coming over here to Avarua Primary School, where I had to um, pick up a Kiko broom and actually sweep our own It's our not own done floor. in New Zealand, it's right? It's not. It's not. Uh, in New Zealand, there's janitors for that. Whereas over here, you got to clean up after yourself. You know, they teach you how to take the rubbish out and stuff, which is, you know... You know, it's good. It's good learning. Um, 
the, at that age, I was like, what? Like, huh? <laughs> and just a lot of other little adjustments that I had to make in my own life. Um, but they've, they've helped to make me who I am today. So, you know, at that age, I was like, okay mm, mm. you now, had to just adjust really yeah away. yeah but now i'm like nah i'm glad i went through that you know it yeah. built me up it helped to build me up really yeah so yeah yeah um, what well, did you did you experience difficulties as a teen oh plenty i don't i don't know any teenager who hasn't gone through any kind of difficulty but um yeah, I really struggled with self-esteem and self-confidence. I reckon that's an issue, you know, majority of teens have, you know. I used to care way too much about what other people thought of me. Um, like how I behaved, uh, what I was wearing. Um, I struggled a lot with peer pressure and, you know, keeping up appearances. The typical things of teens, actually. Yeah, it is very typical. And it's, yeah, it's experiences like as a teenager you experience things more intensely because you're just you're just beginning to come into your own really it's that stage in life where you're not a child but you're not an adult yet it's yeah like, yeah it's the middle years really so you're just trying to come into your own and um i remember as a teen my emotions were all over the place my thoughts were all over the place and i didn't know how to handle that quite well like I so yeah I remember I had my first taste of alcohol when I was like 12 mm. 12 or 13 years old um, that would be quite normal here on the island would you say it would be sadly sadly that is the case for most teens um, I noticed that with every generation they're starting to experience things a lot more younger and you know it's just it's just the enemy really mm. it's the enemy and it needs to be rebuked out of our youth but yeah um i used to think as an individual that my grades defined me um because in the world we are taught that if your grades aren't up to scratch neither are you and that's a lie that's mm. a lie from the enemy you know you are not defined by whether or not you get you pass your schoolwork or not it's it's your relationship with God mm. yeah so um and knowing what I know now like I believe that the beauty of encountering the Lord at a young age is that he will help you navigate through those challenges and struggles and he'll build the foundations of your mm. faith even as a teenager mm. yeah even as a teenager God will be there with you so let's talk about your encounter with the Lord how did that happen for you yeah um well, since I gave my life to Jesus, there have been many encounters. Thank you, Lord. But um, the very first time I encountered Jesus uh, was... So I was visiting very good friends of mine um, after the birth of their second child. And they just happened to invite me to a 412 youth service. And they invited me at a point in my life where I was just really going through the motions. I was depressed I was stressed with work um, I had a lot of anger and frustrations towards people um, whether or not they deserved it uh, so yeah when they when they invited me 
I remember thinking to myself, you know what, I'll give this a go. I've tried everything else. I'm gonna go to the service. And I believe God's hand was in that decision. Like I truly do, mm. like thinking back on it, like, man, thank you, Lord. Um, so I accepted the invite and um, I think this was back in October, 2020. And I attended that service and you know, I was just blown away from how passionate these young people were mm. for God, like how how hungry they were for um, Jesus Christ. And it really took me aback because I had never seen anything like that before. Like I had never seen such joy in young people, um, so much peace and like, it was just so wonderful. And, you know, there was, it didn't involve any partying. Mm. There was no alcohol. There was no drugs. It was, there was just something about looking at them. They were, they were full of life. And I was like, man, I want that for myself. How do I get it? Because I'm not getting it from drinking the alcohol. Mm. I'm not getting it from, you know, partying. So I was like, man, what's their secret? And, um, for those who don't know, uh, 412 stands for 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 12, and it reads, Don't let anyone think less of you because you are young. Be an example to all believers in what you say, in the way you live, in your love, your faith, and your purity. So when I, when I found out that Bible scripture, I was like, wow, what is this love they're talking about? Mm. And then as I, as I attended more services, um, I learned a lot more. I learned a lot more about the gospel truth, about how God wants a relationship with us. And, um, and I began to <laughs> unlock the secrets of why these people were so happy, why right. they were so joyous. And it was because of God. It was because they surrendered their lives to mm. God. And now that I had the answer, I was like, okay, I've got the answer. Now what to do with it? And um, I decided one uh, at one particular 412 service, I responded to, the, to an altar call. Mm. And um, after one of the CG leaders prayed over me, I just felt this, this sense of peace just wash over me. And like, it was something I had never experienced before. Like the sense of calmness, of, of like serenity. Cause as I was saying before, my, my mind and heart was such a messy place, like in the world. It was mm. so like. Cause of what you did experience. And yeah. Seen and heard yeah, and felt. Exactly. And for, for me to go from that to just a sense of of peace and calmness I knew I was in the Lord's presence and I knew that was him encountering me mm. and I I remember <laughs> I remember breaking down and just falling to my knees and crying and crying and I had never done that before I had never done that before I had never displayed so much so much emotion before before that that moment and I was like man this can only be the lord mm. this can only be jesus and i was just so grateful um 
you know, I didn't have any kind of negative or intrusive thoughts during that that encounter, and it was it was wonderful. Wow, it was really wonderful, and it still sticks with me to this mm. very day, mm. and it'll continue to stick with me throughout. Yeah. So and and after that, you know, how has life changed for you, or how has God been speaking to you, or, or teaching you about? Oh, man! After that experience, um, after that encounter, I've changed a lot. First and foremost, my attitude, my attitude, my independence. Um, so before coming to know Christ, I was a really stubborn kind of girl, like really independent wanting to go my own way and um, I realized it was because of my my stubborn attitude my independence that I was always feeling um, frustrated and angry Mm. because of that Um, so I got convicted for this from the Holy Spirit like directly from the Holy Spirit himself I got convicted of this and um, I believe he was he was saying to me, you know, submit, oh, he said, it, sorry, submit yourself to me and I will ensure that your life will go. You will, you will prosper in whatever you do. Never again will you feel such anger or frustration. And I was like, okay, Lord, okay, Lord, if that's what you want me to do, I'll do it. I'll take your word for it. And, um, yeah, and ever since that day, I've been—I feel like I've been more sensitive to hearing um, the Holy Spirit's voice. Like, uh, and also, it's increased my discernment, mm. my discernment for things like knowing what is and what isn't of God, and um, and also just incorporating the Lord's voice into every decision I make. Nice. Um, so, because yeah. you you saw grades as as you know your identity, yeah. um, and obviously you've gone on to do well in education. Yeah, um, you know how do you view that today? I so with yeah so um, I used to associate my self worth with what kind of grades I got, and it was such an unhealthy and worldly mindset to have. Because if I didn't get like an outstanding A plus and it was like something like an A, that that was catastrophic for me. Mm. Like not gonna lie, like it was supposed to be an A plus. Like <laughs> how did your parents feel about that? I they didn't. They were like, "You pass. What's the problem?" Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I I think I set the standard too high for myself, and in doing so, it was just un- unattainable, mm. like unachievable. And you know, so what gave you rest about that? Uh, God did. Reading the Bible did. Reading the Word really like opened my eyes to to the truth. Like my self worth isn't dictated by what grades I get. Mm. Myself, like Jesus, is all that matters. The teachings of Jesus in the Bible is all that matters. Mm. And I, I'm. I'm not like disregarding education that that's not my heart um but don't you know don't throw your entire self right into it yeah because yeah. you went on to university too didn't you yes. you got a degree yes yes so I got a scholarship from Dereora and um I attended the University of Auckland uh, 
uh, and I graduated in 2018 and even that whole experience was eye-opening for me because you know you come from a, a small island in Te Reora and you're one of the top academic students and then you attend uni and you realize wow you really your middle <laughs> range your middle range not even middle range so that was a big eye-opener for me and um and even then I was I probably didn't realize it back then but I I do believe I was having encounters with the Lord mm. like um I had this wonderful beautiful auntie of mine who would come to my dorm room to do bible studies with me wow yeah and you know i had uh how did you receive that i i was like okay yeah yeah sure like i was open to it my heart was open to it it's like yeah sure we'll do bible studies and um i believe that was my first like sowing of the seed yes yes hearing exactly. the gospel yeah and i was like oh okay um, yeah, so that was that. And I also had a friend who was just beginning her journey um, as a Christian in university. And there was even this one lady who approached me and she was uh, preaching the gospel on campus. And for some reason, she approached me in, in a crowd of like, I don't know, 50 people. So I, I honestly believe that was mm, the sowing of seeds. Yeah. yeah. Amen. From God. Amen. It's like, exactly um, in the parable of Matthew 13. I was like, man, God, you were trying to reach out to me even back then. Yeah. And I'm just, yeah, I'm Amen. just so grateful for that. Right. Yeah. Have you experienced miracles or dreams or visions you oh. know, in your faith now? Oh, yeah. Yep, definitely. Um, so, uh, last year in December, my family went through a really, a really trying time. So my dad got into a really bad uh, accident, um, mm. and it was near fatal. The doctors were saying, and my first, my very first reaction, um, my first initial reaction was, you know, shock. It was fear and anger. But then I, I checked back on myself and I said, no, I rebuke that. I'm going to pray. Yes. Yes. So I, mum and I, we just, we just prayed up a storm. We prayed up uh, for my dad's healing and restoration. Mm. We were rebuking spirits of death and spirits of infirmity. We were going to war against that. And the next day we visited him, dad was still alive. The doctors, even the doctors were saying that, you know, it's a miracle that he's here. Wow. Yeah. Thank and you, Lord. Yeah, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord for you and your mum praying for this. Yes, yes. That's like, a oh. prayer. See, and like in times of, and that's faith. That's faith that he will be restored and Amen. he will be healed. And, and how is he today? He's healed up quite nicely, actually. He can walk, he can cut the grass, you know. Wow. And yeah. And every every day I see him, every morning I wake up and I see my dad out in the kitchen, I praise I praise God. I thank him for letting my dad live another day on this earth, like honestly. And um, on that, there's a scripture in the Bible um, found in Acts chapter 3, verse 16. Through faith in the name of Jesus, this man was healed. And you know how crippled he was before. 
faith in Jesus's name has healed him before your very eyes. Amen. Yeah, so my dad is a living testimony, testimony. in my Ooh. own household of God's grace. Like it's oh, That's right, because the doctors didn't expect him to live. It was yeah. so fatal. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And especially at his age. Mm. So, oh, man. Wonderful. Yeah, miracles of God. They are real. They are real. Yeah. Amen. Um, during this time of co- well, COVID, what what has God been showing you and teaching you? You know, during this season. Um, he's been teaching me a lot about faith, standing, standing up in faith, rising up in faith, um, and not to, not to bow down to the negative news of this world because you know, let's be honest. Every time we turn on the TV and the news is just mm. about COVID, really. And um, I feel like the Holy Spirit has been saying, you know, don't listen to what the world says. Yes. Just stand in on your faith. Stand in on the promises that I have made for you. You know, the your household will be protected as long as you stand in faith with me. And yeah, that's that's been a really big teaching for me because I feel like, without knowing the truth without knowing the gospel truth um yeah i would just sink into fear really Mm. i'd be worrying about every aspect of my life my job security you know um because fear basically is the opposite of faith exactly exactly but once you have faith Mm. then you no longer fear that's right yeah that's right and um i i work in a place where i can see the economic impact of COVID and um, you know I don't let that deter me mm. from my faith no. I don't let that to deter me um, you know we're praying for restoration of our economy and it's happening it's Amen. happening slowly but surely it is happening and it will continue um, to get better yes yeah. as you trust in God as you trust yeah. in God in yeah Jesus Amen yeah. praise him and even even on the island with the cases here of Omicron and and what has been encouraging is that there's not many hospitalizations mm. and for the majority the symptoms aren't really serious at all. Do you see that as? I see that as the grace of God, the miracle of God working through our island. You know, you think about it, we're a small population not a single one of them was hospitalized like you think about that like it's quite a um significant statistic really Mm. especially for an island this small no one who has COVID has gotten um has experienced serious symptoms Mm. so yeah that that can only be God thank you Lord eh? yeah praise you you, Father God thank you Lord yeah What's your desires for Mapu, your desires for Rarotonga, for the Cook Islands? Um, that everyone comes into a relationship with Jesus, uh, that the people will come to know his love and faithfulness personally, and that everybody will have a testimony of their own, um, of all the miracles and blessings that God has given them mm. in life. Um, yeah, for the people of Rarotonga, that's my heart for them. Mm. And for the youth, that they will come to know God and the harvest will be really abundant amongst them because, you know, they're our next generation and 
Uh, I believe God is going to do a revival amongst our youth. Amen. You know, there's going to be encounters and breakthroughs for them. What's the Lord saying for you to be doing in this season now? Um, I believe the Lord is um, telling me to evangelize more. And we've been covering this in our CG, in our CG groups, and it's to be become more bold in speaking out to those who don't know Christ, like um, to be the the gateway for the Holy Spirit to work wherever you are, like in the workplace um, or you know at a family function. Just mm. be open to receiving the Holy Spirit and to have that courage and boldness to speak out the truth yeah and and to just stand for righteousness in god's name yeah mm. i feel like that's that's what he wants me to do yeah and i'm excited for it I'm excited for it yeah yes and amen to that yeah yeah what would be your word of encouragement um to our listeners today if the world is getting to you you're stressed for some reason you're feeling angry you're feeling frustrated and you have tried everything under the sun to try and cope with that like you tried drinking but nothing nothing's really working for you long term you know god is the answer god is the answer to everything god can heal you god can give you the comfort that you that you need um he can give you the strength that you need and yeah you will never want to resort back to your old ways of life and um you know giving my life to christ was the best decision i ever made mm. you know he saved me from a lot he's helped me with a lot of things and he continues to help me with a lot of things and i'm just so grateful that you know he's there for me you know he's available um to me for whatever reason like i can draw with on I can draw from the Holy Spirit when I need to and mm. yeah it's it's just it's just God's love you know it's just God's love moving through through all of us receiving conviction from the Lord uh, is evidence that God loves us you know just ex just like a loving father does with his children when he corrects you because you've done something wrong um, that shows that he wants to prepare you. He he loves you. He loves you enough to do that. And um, I believe that we have to be open to receiving uh, that conviction. Because conviction is good because it's not condemning you or yeah. putting you down. It's moving you to obey, moving yes. you to obey him obey yeah. god obey holy spirit's prompting yeah. Eh? yeah and it's yeah it's not condemnation like not at all it's you know it's from the holy spirit and yeah it's just evidence that god is looking out for you he has your best interests in mind and um you know in saying that you can you can give your burdens over to the lord like feeling angry and frustrated all the time is a burden mm. is a burden and you know, we are not called to live that way in the kingdom. That is That's not right. Yeah, we're not That's called right. to live like That's that. That's right. And um, a scripture in the Bible says in Psalms chapter 55, verse 22, 
Give your burdens to the Lord and he will take care of you. He will not permit the godly to slip and fall. Amen. And yeah, I find that scripture so encouraging because it's such it's such a relief to know that God is strong enough. Yeah. Isn't he just? Yeah, he's strong enough to take it. We're not. Like yeah. before coming to know Christ, I would have a mental breakdown whenever things didn't go my way. But I'm just so glad that you know God is there. He's available to me. I can access Him. You know, I, I can depend on Him. Okay. Hopes for your dad? Yeah. Uh, so I do have hopes for my dad. Um, I've been praying into the harvest for him, that he'll come to know Christ personally, um, that he'll give his life to the Lord, and that he'll realize that God is there with him. In whatever circumstance he's facing and that he can rely on God and as well as us his family too and that he'll come to know God's love um, on an intimate level mm. so yeah those are my hopes for my dad mm. and your family back in New Zealand and my family back in New Zealand so yes um, I'm praying that God encounters each and every one of my family members in New Zealand, my siblings, my aunties and uncles, that they'll have breakthroughs, um, that they'll encounter Jesus. I'm praying into that as well. I'm praying into their harvest and that they'll come into the realization that, you know, they can depend on God's love and his protection. If you would like to discuss this testimony more, contact celebrationrarotonga.com website or Celebration Church Rarotonga Facebook page. And to hear other life-changing testimonies, subscribe to Te Evangelia Show podcast and on Spotify. Kia meta kito ora e kia manuia. Ie koko!